Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. A cloud of dust and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, Victor. I'm Silver. Martha Davis looked up from her kitchen chores as the back door opened and her husband, Jed, came in. Father! Oh, heavens to Betsy, Jed. Oh, you startled me almost out of my wits. I didn't even hear you rain up. Sort of snuck up on you, is that it, Martha? Well, there isn't much you miss around here. It's good to know I can get away with something once in a while. (laughs) Go along with you, Jed Davis. From the day I married you 30 years ago, I never got to know what to expect next. You're always up to something. (laughs) Well, seems like I recollect hearing you say that you like surprises. So I just keep on giving them to you. Oh, uh, I brought back a letter from town, Martha. Hmm. I don't like the way you said that, Jed. Sounds awful suspicious-like to me. Now, see here, Martha. Just what's so suspicious about getting a letter from town? (laughs) Remember when my sister back east wrote me a letter last year? Reckon I do, but you then... You carried that around with you for a week till I found it in your pocket. 
And you knew it was important, too. <coughs> oh, that. And that well, other time when our girl Susie was coming home from school in St. Louis. <laughs> and you all had... All right, all right. I guess you got my number. Well, here's the letter I got in town. Oh, let me see. Oh, it says from your old friend John Barry. Who's John Barry? Never heard of him. Well, just go ahead and read the letter. Then you'll know. Just like a woman to read the tail end first. Well, let's see. Dear Jed, it's been 25 years since I made my strike and came back east. I married a wealthy girl and we had a son, Bert. When his grandmother died, she left the boy a large fortune in his own name. 20 years. Bert's 20 now and a bit out of hand. Thinks money will get him anything. He has me worried, Jed, and I put my foot down, telling him he has to work and make a man of himself. John Barry works hard to get what he has. Oh, stop interrupting. Jed, I'm sending Bert out to you. Put him to work on your ranch as a hand for my sake. I won't give up hoping that Bert will find out that money isn't everything. He will arrive soon after this letter. Regards from your old friend, John Barry. John and I were close friends when we pioneered out this way. I took to ranching and he went prospecting. Found a gold mine to give him a big fortune. Guess if the boy's on his way, there's nothing to do but give him a job here. Being born with a silver spoon in his mouth isn't good for a boy, looks like. We'll do what we can with Bert Barry and just hope for the best. Several days later, Jed Davis and his 18-year-old daughter Susie waited at the stage depot for the arrival of the stagecoach from the east. That stage ought to be coming along any minute now, Susie. I wonder if Bert Berry will stay very long with us, Dad. Don't know about that, but while he's out at the ranch, Bert's going to work as hard as anyone else. I'll see to that, eh? Oh, here comes the stage. Oh, Hi. I'm anxious to see what he looks like. Somebody's getting out now, Dad. Oh, I'm sure is a handsome young fellow getting out. Do you think that could be Bert? I'm looking for a Mr. Davis. Could you tell me where I could find him? I'm Jed Davis. You must be Bert Barry. That's right, I am. Glad to see you, Mr. Davis. Ah. Ah. Who's the beautiful girl? Oh, uh, this is my daughter, Susan. How do you do, Bert? Well, Dad didn't tell me about this pleasant surprise. I thought Western girls were, uh, well... <laughs> Rough, tough, and homely, perhaps? <laughs> well, something like that. You know, pioneer type and all that sort of stuff. You'll find real down-to-earth women out here, young fella. Not the namby-pamby kind with plaster all over their faces and all. <laughs> Susie doesn't need anything like that, Mr. Davis. In fact, I think I'm going to like it here. Uh, we'll get your luggage to the buckboard and start for the ranch, Mr. Barry. Come on, Dad. On the way back to the ranch with Bert Berry, both Susie and her father soon realized that young Berry was conceited, and he was obsessed with the idea that money would do anything for him. Just before reaching the ranch, they saw an Indian riding toward them along the trail. 
It was Tonto, companion of the Lone Ranger. Say, look, coming down the trail. An Indian. Yeah, you'll see plenty of them around here. Oh, I know that. But look at that horse he's riding, that paint. Oh, it's a beauty. Uh, stop the buckboard a minute, will you? Uh, what for? I want to talk to that Indian. Well, all right. Whoa, whoa, there, boys. Why do you want to speak to that Indian, Mr. Berry? I thought you'd guessed. I want that paint horse. Oh, how ridiculous. Well, I'll be done. Hey, hey there, Indian. Well, what you want? How much do you want for that horse of yours? Oh, oh, oh. oh me not sell horse. No. <laughs> I think you'll change your mind in a minute. You see, Indian, I like that horse and I want to own him. I'll give you $500 for him right now. No, him not for sale. He doesn't no. want to sell the horse, Dad. Let's drive on. No, no, wait a minute. Every man has his price. Look, Indian... What do you say to a thousand dollars? Oh, now hold on, young fella. That's a lot of money. Well, there. Indian, what do you say? <laughs> no, uh, you keep money, me keep horse. Adios. Get him up, Scout. Now hold on. Wait a minute. I'll give more. I'll give you fifteen. Oh, he doesn't want your money. Ah, uh, the fool doesn't realize the value of a thousand dollars. Did it ever occur to you, Mister Barry, that perhaps that Indian thinks more of his horse than he does of all the money you could offer him? Oh, Tommy Rot. He's just an ignorant redskin who... That's where you're wrong, Bert. I happen to know that that's one of the smartest Indians around here. He's one Indian the storekeepers don't try to cheat on. And like Susie says, he'd rather have his horse than all your money. Of course, you wouldn't understand a man feeling like that. Well, get up there. As the week wore on, Susie's opinion of Bert Berry dropped to a new low, as one morning she listened to her father discussing Bert with her mother. Uh, uh, did Barry get off with the ranch hands this morning, Martha, to help with the roundup? Not that I know of, Jay. I reckon he's still sleeping. Oh, Dad, rat it. Boy's about the honoriest, laziest critter in the territory. Oh, I hate to disappoint my old friend John Barry. Have a mind to send his son back east and call it quits. Oh, wait a while, Jed. Maybe he'll find out there's other things besides money. Give him a chance. Chance? He's had his chance. He's proved already he isn't worth his salt. I'll give him another week and that's all. Well, I've got to get out to the range. When that good-for-nothing bird gets up, tell him to come out there. I'll tell him, Jed. See you later, That evening, Tonto returned from town and reined up at the camp where the Lone Ranger was waiting. Oh, Scott, oh, fella. Oh, fella. That's the news from town, Tonto. Well, farmers from south of here have meeting at bank. Them try to get money to build dam. Bank say no. Those poor farmers are in a bad way, Tonto. Their land is not producing for want of irrigation. Mm, That's right. Oh, if a dam were built out there, it would be the answer to their problem. It would cost a great deal. Uh, Kimasabi. Yes? Misi fellow who tried to buy Scout other day. Him talking to girl outside bank. There's been a great deal of talk about young Barry. He's staying at the Davis ranch. Ah. Him talking to Davis girl. And me hear him. Oh? Them talking about farmers. 
She get plenty angry at young feller. What made her so angry? Well, them come out of bank, stand near hitch rack. Me putting supplies in saddlebag. Me hear them talk. I feel terribly sorry for those farmers. They were all willing to mortgage their land to pay for building a dam. But the bank wouldn't do it. How much would it take, Susie? Oh, about $50,000, they say. That's such a lot of money. Ah. You know... It might be worth that much to me to make my name known throughout the territory. If I give them money, they'll look on me as sort of a hero or something. You know, Susie, I think I'll... Barry, I've tried to overlook the way you've acted. But what you just said lowers my opinion of you all the way to the bottom. Why? What makes you say... All you think of is what your money will bring you. You're not thinking of helping those farmers. You're thinking only of the publicity you'll get out of it. What's the difference? They'll get the dam, won't oh, they? yes, yes, that's so, but... Oh, what's the use of trying to talk to you? I'm beginning to dislike you more and more, Bertberry. Why, I've been hoping to make you like me, Susie. You see, I think oh, you're... Oh, it's no use, Bert. Go on in there and act the good Samaritan. Pat yourself on the back and take the glory. But I want no part of it. I... I'm going on home. There are some things your money can't buy, Bert Barry. You'll find that out someday. So girl mounted horse and rode out of town. Young fellow follow her. I see the girl's point, Toto. I think, in a way, Barry's trying to impress her. He's been born, like people say, with a silver spoon in his mouth. He has a lot to learn about people. I'm going to think of some way to bring him to his senses. Meantime, in the cafe in town, two men sat talking at a corner table. Listen, Jim, did you see that young swell who was in town with the Davis girl? What about him, Blackie? I heard from some of the hands at the Davis ranch that he's got a lot of money in. Loads of him. And what's he doing working at the ranch? His old man sent him out here to make a man out of him. (laughs) (laughs) What I hear, he don't kill himself doing much work out there. What's he got on your mind about him? And notice he comes into town alone most every day when he's supposed to be riding the range. Well? Tomorrow, when he leaves town, we'll follow him. Then we'll jump him and take him to the shack at the river. He'll pay plenty before we let him go. That's risky business, Blackie. It'll be easy. After he pays off, we'll hit the trail for Pecos. What if he won't pay off? In that case, his body will be found floating in the river. Filled with lead. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. The following day, Tonto and the Lone Ranger were getting ready to ride to town. <clears throat> Since plenty tight now. You can stop at the blacksmith shop and find Shots sound like them come from up that way, Kimasabi. Yes. Let's investigate. Easy big fella. One fellow! Look! Two men up trail! There's a third man lying on the ground. They're riding toward him. Must have been an ambush. Let see us now. Been riding way fast. We'll stop and help the wounded man. We can trail them later. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Kimisabi, that young Barry fella. Barry? Ah. Him conscious. Here. Your canteen. Good. Easy, fella. Here, have a bit of water. Now, your master. We're here to help you. Did you get a look at the two men who did this? Yes. They stopped me down the trail. Tried to make me go with them. I, I tried to get away, then they shot me. It's a shoulder wound. Painful, but not serious. Our camp is nearby. We'll take you there and dress your wound. A short time later in the Lone Ranger's camp, Bert Berry, his shoulder expertly bandaged, lay on a bed of blankets and watched as the Lone Ranger approached with a tin of broth. This hot broth will do you good. I don't understand all this. Who are you? Does it matter? Here, I'll help you to sit up. Uh, thanks. If you hadn't come to my aid, they might have killed me. Oh, forget about them, Barry. You... you know my name? Yes, I've heard about you. Well, after you get me back to the Davis Ranch, I'll see to it that you're well rewarded for what you did for me. I have plenty of money. We don't want any of your money. We were glad to be of help to you. But if I only knew your name, I could tell people what you did. Barry, you have a lot to learn. Here, here's the broth. Oh, thanks. Why did you say that, mister? Say what? That I have a lot to learn. Susie Davis said the same thing, but you I don't... You like Susie Davis, don't you, Barry? Yes. Yes, I do. She's the finest girl I ever met. But she doesn't like me at all. Perhaps you could change her opinion of you. That is, if you tried. Oh, I... I have tried, but it's no use. Yesterday in town, when I heard about the farmers who wanted that dam built, I offered to... to pay for it. Thinking it would impress you. That's one of the things that turns her against you. What do you mean? Have you ever in your life done anything for anyone without thinking of what it would bring you or without trying to impress someone? Well, I... Have you? No. No, I guess I haven't. Just because I'm rich, everybody thinks... Money is only a means to an end, Barry. A means by which those who have it can do good. But when you allow it to become only a means of getting what you want, it warps your character and turns people against you. No one's ever talked to me like that before. The power of money for doing good is great. But when it's misused, it can become an evil. 
No. Your money hasn't turned Susie Davis against you. But you have. Think it over, Barry. Maybe it will do some good. Now you better take the rest of your broth before it gets cold. Meantime, Blackie and Jim had doubled back and ridden to town. They drew rein in front of the cafe. Oh, boy, boy. <laughs> Hey, listen, everybody. Where's the sheriff? Here I am, boys. Watch out. Tell him, Blackie. Hey, look, sheriff. We come up the trail of the west of here. We saw an Alhoot wearing a mask and riding the white stallion. He was with an Indian. Yeah, they held up that young fella who's out at the Davis Ranch. The rich fella. They must have heard about his money. Well, what happened to him? Now, quiet down, everybody. What happened, Blackie? Well, we tried to interfere, but they drove us off. They plugged young Barry and took him away with them. One of you men ride out and tell Jed Davis. The rest of you get to your horses. We go out with Blackie and Jim, have them show where it happened. And we'll trail them outlaws. Let's get going. All right. Come on. It was almost dusk. In the Lone Ranger's camp, Bert Barry was sleeping, and the masked man and Tonto were preparing supper. Suddenly, Tonto stood up, listening. What is it, Tonto? Okay, Masabi. We hear many hoofbeats coming. I don't hear anything. I think that... They... Yes, I hear them now. We better get out of here. It's Sheriff and Posse. Maybe them here about... Oh, 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 oh. We got you both covered, mister. Don't make a move for them guns. Hey, there's Barry lying over there. Bert Barry's been wounded, but he'll be all right. We heard all about it, stranger. Let's string him up. We got him cold. Hold him, Barry, for ransom, I guess. Now, wait a minute. You're making a big mistake. You're the ones who made the mistake, mister. You were seen holding up young Barry. We trailed you here. You shot Barry in the back and he's probably dead. You didn't have sense enough to get rid of no, him. No, he isn't he... dead. And the only ones who could have known he was shot in the back would be the men who really did it. The men who reported this to you. Hey, what? What's, you What's going on? What? Hey. By thunder, he is alive. Hey. Steady, boy. <clears throat> Keep them covered, men. I'll talk to Barry. Well, son... Tell me about these two owls who... They didn't do it, Sheriff. I can describe the men who... Look out! They... Get back two men! What's going on? What do you mean? The men in your posse tried to shoot Barry before he could talk. We got him! Like your chief was trying to get away! They reported to you because they thought Barry was dead. They shot him when they tried to take him to hold for ransom. Barry, are those two men over there the ones who held you up? Yes. Yes, sir, the ones. The masked man and the Indian saved me. Uh, we'll take him back to town with us and put him in jail. Did you press the charges against him? We'll take Barry back to the ranch, Sheriff. Good. I'm sorry we come here like oh, this. It's all right. With you wearing that mask... I wear the mask for a purpose, Sheriff. Well, we haven't anything against you, so we'll be going. I guess Barry's in good care. Come along, men. Back at the Davis Ranch, Susie, with her mother and father, waited to hear from the posse. Soon they heard hoofs stopping outside. Oh, someone's coming now. Dad, I hope We'll it'll... soon know what's what, Susie. I didn't know this would affect you so much. Now, Jed, there's lots that a man can't understand. Go open the door. 
Hey, what's this? We brought Bert Berry home, Mr. Davis. Come ask me. He's a friend, Mr. Davis. Well, come on in. Thank you. Bert. Oh, son, are you all right? Yes, Mrs. Davis. I was shot in the shoulder, but it's all right now. Maybe... Maybe you went a little too far trying to... trying to get publicity. (laughs) What on earth come over her? It's all right, Mr. Davis. Susie doesn't understand. But I think she will later. I'm sure she will, Bert. Well, we'll go now. I'll meet you in town tomorrow afternoon. Adios. Say, what is all this, and how come you took up with an outlaw? He saved my life, Mr. Davis. What's this about meeting him in town tomorrow? Mr. Davis, I hope that meeting will save me from myself. It was the following evening when Susie Davis answered a knock on the door. Davis. Oh, the mask man. I brought this note from the banker in town for you. A note for me? Yes, read it. Dear Miss Davis, known of your intense interest in the project for the new dam, I'm writing this to you to let you know that, that sufficient funds have been placed in our hands to build it without mortgaging the farmer's land. The donor of the money wishes to remain anonymous. The project will get underway at once. Sincerely, John Warren, President Stockton Bank. I take it it's good news? Oh, it's wonderful. I've tried for a long time to help those farmers raise the money, but, oh, it seemed almost hopeless. Who is it, I wonder, that's doing this wonderful thing for them? A person who has found himself, Miss Davis. Oh, by the way, Bert Berry is waiting outside. Shall I tell him to come in now? Bert, well... Impossible. Oh, please tell Bert to come in. He'll be right in. Adios, Miss Davis, and lots of happiness. Bert, he's the one who did it. Susie. Come in, Bert. This note from the bank. It was someone who wanted to help the farmer, Susie. He doesn't want to be known. Well, then I won't try to guess. But... Well, Susie? Well, Bert, you you seem different somehow. I don't know what it is, but... I... I found a friend, Susie. A real friend. Who showed me the value of self-respect. I've heard people remark that I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth and acted it. But from now on, I'll make them forget it. Oh, I'm glad. Very glad. I... I want you to help me make them forget it, Susie. I'll need you to remind me now and then about my mass friend if I start slipping. Oh, Bert. From now on, he's my friend, too. Our friend, Susie. Always. Bert, who is it we owe so much to, and why does he wear that mask? He wears the mask so that he can do good for others without being known. You see... He's only known as the Lone Ranger.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Thank <laughs> you.